let's not spend it all on one thing. everybody, I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, How Not to Blow Your Decorating Budget. Eh, budget, not my favorite word, but we've got ways around it. <laughs> this is certainly something I've struggled with. I think everybody does, right? Yeah, Well, there's that, you know, beautiful thing that you want, and it's like three times as much as the other thing that you don't really like at all. Okay, so yeah, budget, everybody's got one. We we recently, not too long ago, talked about specific things that you can buy and do and dealing with a decor budget. And people really responded to that episode. So we thought we'd approach mm-hmm. it from this angle now, today. Yeah, I think it's kind of... Uh, so today, I think we're, what we're talking about are more of kind of philosophies and kind of more higher level thinking about how you keep from getting in this situation where you've gone over budget. Before, it was like a lot of budget... Uh, tricks that you can do in your house, but this is kind of more of stepping back and kind of putting a plan together where you're going to take care of the budget. Uh, so I, I found that some of my approach with keeping the staying on budget is really a counterintuitive approach because when most people think of budgets, they think cheap, cheap, cheap. I've got to buy the cheapest thing, got to buy the cheapest thing. But here's what I found happens when you buy the cheap version of what you really want. Then a year later, you're so unhappy with it, then you buy something else. But then maybe you buy another cheap thing to replace the first cheap thing that you didn't like. And then after all of that, you're just finally fed up. At some point, you buy the thing that you wanted in the first place. But by then, you've spent twice as much. So my suggestion is if there's something really expensive, if not really, really, but I mean, if there's something expensive that you want and there's no other substitute that's going to do for you, you you know, now sometimes there's two that, you know, they're pretty, look pretty similar, but one's half the price. And if you're happy with both, go with the cheaper one, go for it. But if there's just something where you have to have the more expensive item, my thought is work it into your budget and leave an empty space in your room for it. Don't buy something filler to go in there. You're going to wait till you can afford the real thing. And uh, so part of it is patience. I think the real uh, trick here is patience. I know. No, but it is so true. You speak the truth, my friend. It is true. I, I know. And I, it's not what, what you really want to hear. And I only know this because I've messed up so many times buying the cheap stuff and I've just ended up with a nice thing later on. And I thought, you know, if I had just worked this in and bought this in the first place or just kind of waited till I could afford it, I would have spent half the amount at the end. And you know, the other thing I was going to say about this is I've seen people, I, I mean, I can think of two examples. One is somebody I know that bought a new house within two years she was ripping out tiles from her kitchen and oh. repainting. And it was a custom house. Ooh. And I'm thinking, that's a waste of money. I mean, you really want to be careful about those selections because you're not only replacing the tile, but the labor to do all that. So, you know, you. I mean, that's really what I'm saying is you you want to make sure that these decisions you're making on these big ticket items you know, that you're getting those right. 
Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, as you said, take a step back, take a breather, do all the things we've talked about in so many other episodes, as far as developing your style and honing it and making the Pinterest board and doing all that. You have to know what you really want and what you really love, because maybe what happened with your friend who's ripping out tile two years later is she got talked into something or it was the tile of the moment, but it really didn't speak to her. And so two years later, it's no longer the tile of the moment and she wants it gone because it doesn't resonate with her anyway. So making a plan is really, really important. Um, and patience. Yes. Another thing that Anita said that is so true. I'm working with a client now and we're going through this really sort of hard purging, hard in the sense that we're going really deep and getting a lot of things um, organized and moving a lot of things out, sentimental items, all sorts of things like that. But also hard in the fact that it's just taking a lot of time Um and she wants to get to the fun stuff. So she keeps asking me, should I buy this? Should I buy this? I found this table. But we don't even know what the overall look is going to be 100% yet. So mm-hmm. I keep saying, no, 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 no. Let's just go through the kitchen cabinets, you know, <laughs> today. <laughs> let's just, let's get that front hall closet. We that's, just, we that's did that painful. last week. Oh, that's it painful is. painful if you're going on a, on a, um, a decluttering before you can even get to any of the well, fun purchases. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if that's what has to be done, that's what has to be done. Because if you buy a table when you don't have the whole, uh, view in mind, right? You just buy something Mm -hmm. in a vacuum. It may not work. And you Mm -hmm. may end up spending, maybe you buy a cheap one, but like Anita's saying, then you're going to end up replacing it. So now you've bought a cheap one and you bought a really nice one, or you bought two cheap ones, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's all a a Mm -hmm. bad way to go about it. Well, and I know uh, my mother-in-law bought some wallpaper years ago. And I remember thinking, I really don't like this wallpaper, but you know, it's her house. I'm not going to say, oh, it's ugly because I didn't want to say that. That's her house. And I thought if that's her taste, then go for it. Mm -hmm. But then a year later, she was ripping it out again. And I thought, well, she must not have liked, because I never said anything or indicated in any way I didn't like it. Um, So, but she was ripping it out later. So clearly she didn't even like it that much. So those are expensive mistakes. So part of the budget thing is, you know, saving for the items that you really like and then making sure when you spend money on something like that, that you know it's the right thing, that you know it's something you love. So my suggestion there is, is some people are just, know they know what they love and they're confident making decisions. And when they make something love, they love it for the long term. But those people I find are few and far between. That's what I was going to say. So if you're not one of those people, I highly, highly recommend when you are thinking about big ticket items, I think it is worth every penny penny to talk to somebody who's a professional decorator or designer, or just a friend who's like really, really good at this, but to get some feedback on these big decisions. Yes, because you put all your money into something and then it might not be the right choice. And then you don't have money for the rest of what you need Mm -hmm. because it is depressing to, to have a room that's, you know, 65% done. Like, oh, I, I bought the sofa and it was so expensive that I can't afford a chair or I can't afford a rug or I can't afford draperies or things like that. So really do your research 
Mm-hmm. First, knowing what you what you really love, of course, and then know what things cost. Sometimes people just assume certain items are going to cost a whole lot of money. But, you know, there's such a variety of prices now for even what would be traditionally considered big ticket items. If you're shopping around, you might do really well, Um and then you would have some monies left over. So like on certain items, if you have little kids and you're going to, so one of the big items you have to purchase is a, a sofa or something like that. Well, maybe you say to yourself, well, for right now, I don't have to buy a really expensive sofa mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. kind of going to get trashed. And, and it a, will. And it will. <laughs> I know it will from experience. With love, that. right? <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, your kids are adorable, but that's, you know, if you're going to let them be kids and you're going to let them in the room, that's what's going to happen. And the, you don't want to be mm-hmm. worrying about it until they go to college, you know, oh, don't sit mm-hmm. on the sofa, you know. Um, so maybe you don't have to put that much money into that item. So think about all the ways that you're going to use the the rooms and the items, and then maybe you can spread the money out throughout the room and still have nice things, but you don't have to have the sofa that's going to last for 40 years. Well, Kelly, uh, speaking of children, with Pinterest and Instagram, I think the decorating has gotten very competitive and people are just going over the top with these nurseries and small in rooms for small children. And now I love these beautiful rooms with all the fancy furniture. But the reality is that this is not, if you spend a lot of money on this, it's really kind of throwing it away because the child's going to grow up, whatever you have in there, the kid's not going to like later on. It's going to be size for a small child. And then you're going to have a 10 year old, 12 year old. And so I really uh, recommend that you not spend a ton of money on the furnishings and the decor for a nursery or for a toddler's room, because it's just their taste is going to change. And that's just really a lot of money that you're, you're just going to be throwing out, out the window, really. Yeah. I mean, it is so fun to do that, but it's fun. Because they're but, so cute and everything. Yeah, and you want to get know. like, you know, the the princess beds or whatever is the thing. But yeah, I mean, and a lot of that can be DIY. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all customs. Yeah. That's definitely a room that you can end up spending a whole lot of money in. And then there might not be money left for the rest of it. And don't guess at prices. Really do your research and check into it. You might find that you'd be surprised. Like certain things you don't have to spend that much money on anymore, like flooring. If you have to have hand-scraped Vermont barn wood flooring, well, then fine. That's Then you know, well, maybe you won't have any furniture to put on that floor, maybe. <laughs> you know, you don't know. But- but the floor but, will be beautiful. But the floor will be stunning. But there are so many alternatives to that sort of look. Even tile that looks like wood, which is pretty fabulous. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I really thought long and hard about putting that in the barn, but it just seemed like the concrete was, you know, going to be absolutely perfectly, you know, stained so I could save mm-hmm. the money there. But mm-hmm. it, it really is good looking. And that would well, be a lot less expensive. I think you are a hundred percent right on knowing the pricing. Because you're going to, and I think a lot of this has to do with putting a plan together and you have a a wish list of things that you want. And then as some money becomes available in your budget, I would be shopping around. And so I found a particular chest online that I'm thinking about buying. 
And I'm going to tell you that one chest, it was the same picture that was on a bunch of different websites. There was uh, some places it was double what it was on other sites. So it really, right. It really does pay to shop around. And it's so easy to, since you don't have to drive to all the stores anymore, you're just going to shop, you know, online. Oh, isn't that just the most wonderful mm -hmm. thing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just love that you don't have to go anywhere to shop. (laughs) And well, and I'll share my tip of how I found this item really, really cheaply. You're going to lean in. I'm, I'm leaning in. Yeah. Okay. So I copied the URL of the photo. And then I went into Google and searched by the image. And then you can actually upload an image or put in the URL of the image. And it'll show you every place where that image shows up. So I could see every place that was selling that chest. Whoa. And compare prices. Because sometimes they call it different things. Sure. But yeah. it's the same, but it's the same item. They're spying from the same manufacturer and they're using the manufacturer's picture. So that's how I found the best. Well price. done. Thank you. That, yes, I'm excited. That is a tip that you could keep on using for any item. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a big ticket item. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. That really is good. Planning, mapping it out. Think about what you need to have in that room. And just because you know the room has windows doesn't mean you have to have window treatments. Maybe you don't need window mm-hmm. treatments. Right. Maybe you can save all that money because those done right they they take a bit of the budget away you know if if you yeah. you can't you know we've told you before we don't you can't skimp really on those if you're going to do them you need to do them right it really does make a big difference when you have nice window treatments so imagine if you thought about your room without window treatments you know mm-hmm. how is the sun in here what's you know mm-hmm. is my neighbor right next door do i have trees blocking maybe you can avoid that completely and then the money can be used for another piece of furniture that you really do want or uh, you know the the floor that you really want i think uh, we've yeah. discussed before now, just because i've been talking about the floor about rugs and how inexpensive rugs are i really wouldn't put a lot of money into rugs mm-hmm. and i don't Well, I like wool rugs, so I usually go with wool, but the wool rugs are even cheaper than they used to be. But the other thing that you can do, I mean, but again, I shop around a lot for the wool rugs. And the other thing that you can uh, do is, is you go with an outdoor rug or a sisal. So there's, but I agree with you. The prices have really calmed down and, you know, back in the day, everyone had to have an Oriental rug and there were all these stores that sold Oriental rugs and they're all, they were all $10,000. That's just not the case anymore. You know, you're not having to spend that kind of money for a rug. There'll be some really good prices out there and some very good uh, rugs that are not wool. Actually, there's a lot of polypropylene rugs that are pretty good looking. And polypropylene is so fun to say. Well, (laughs) I love to say polypropylene. (laughs) Uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is to th- again, this just kind of depends on what you want to do. But if you're really on a tight budget, then I do recommend, and I know Kelly does too, that for your big ticket items that you go classic and neutral. And then they're going to last for the long haul. You're not going to be having to change them out all the time. Uh, you know, that may not be your personality. I used to only buy patterned sofas, but I went after I went through three pretty quickly, uh, I realized uh, that that was not working for me. And I was just changing them out because I didn't want the fabric anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew better and I still did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really a way you can save money is if you go neutral and classic, you're not going to need to change things out as much. 
And today's episode is brought to you in part by, let's take it outside for a second, outdoor furniture. Outdoor furniture has traditionally come in what? Sets. Mm -hmm. And we don't do sets inside anymore. Why are we still doing sets outside? (laughs) We don't have to do that. I don't know. And they're a lot less expensive because you could buy a sofa or, you know, outdoor sofa and the cushions and all of that. And that's a pretty expensive item. So maybe you get one nice item and then you fill in the rest with a thrifted piece or a a bistro chair or even some really good looking folding chairs that you can take out and you have some flexibility with. So even outdoors, there are places to save and not blow the whole budget on just, you know, buying this big set of furniture, Mm -hmm. which is what traditionally is offered. Isn't, I mean, I had really not thought about that until recently about outdoor furniture. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that either. Um, and something that we say a lot that I, is so important to your budget is to stick with these just limited colors throughout your house. And then if you're bored with things, you can move them around from room to room and you're going to be happy again. But if each room is a different color uh, grouping, it's not going to flow like that. You're not going to be able to shift things around. And honestly, that really does keep things fresh, feeling fresh and makes me happy with my house that I just shift things around all the time. So that's something easy that you can do. Yeah. And we found, haven't we, over the last couple of years of doing this, that so many people email us telling us that they started doing that that they adopted a limited color palette and now they Mm. love moving stuff around their house. I think that is one of the, yeah, yeah, like one of the themes that run through a lot of the emails that we receive Mm -hmm. because it's such a great way to decorate and undecorate and decorate again. Well, and then I'll buy one chair or one rug. I mean, I I just did this. I bought a rug for my uh, bedroom and then moved that rug to another room. And then that old rug went to another. I mean, it's like three rooms got a whole new rug. Yeah because we just shifted them around. So uh, that's, that's, but you can do that if it has the similar, similar colors in each one. And another thing I think to talk about is sometimes there's some really big sales on things and we just say, man, it's such a good deal. I really should buy this because it's a good deal, but it's not really what you were planning on buying. So be careful about that. Now, sometimes I look at those and go, this is such a fabulous piece. It wasn't what I had in mind, but it's such a great deal. I think I'm going to go ahead and get it. And then I'm happy with it. But sometimes it's, I just am not that crazy about it. And I bought it just because it was on sale. And I'm pretty much always sorry then. So really think about when something's on sale. Yeah. It's, it's great to buy things on sale. There's nothing wrong with that. But just think about, all right, do you, are you just buying it because it's on sale or do you really love it also? Exactly. Don't let the price really drive your final decision. You have to love it first Mm -hmm. because it's not a deal if you don't love it. And if you're not going to love it next week or next year, it doesn't matter. You know, if the sofa was a hundred bucks, now you have Mm -hmm. a hundred buck albatross that you have to now get rid of. You have to get rid of. (laughs) And then, you know, whatever one you're going to buy really costs you a hundred dollars more because you spent it on this one already. You know what? It reminds me of when, um, oh, I probably shouldn't even say this. (laughs) 
Oh, so then, oh, please do. If you're, oh, don't we all want to hear it now? Oh my gosh. Well, when we, I had this one job, I'm not going to even say where it was. There was, this it wasn't guy. at Hooters, right? It was no, not, it wasn't, wasn't at Hooters. that time. No, no, no. It was a corporate <laughs> job. But there was this one guy that this other department wanted to get rid of. Yeah. And my boss said, Hey, he's free. Just find something for him to do. And then I went back and said, you know, he's not really working out. And he kept, kept going, but he's free. But I'm like, yeah, but he's like taking up all of my time and he's, you know, oh, it's not really working gosh. out. It's not a good fit here. I mean, he was, I'm sure he was a wonderful guy, but just was not the right place for him. He was, but he was free. For free. <laughs> it was free though. He kept saying, but he was free. He's free. But he's I'm free. Like, well, then, then you take him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Even a guy she didn't want to take for free. Wow. <laughs> Well, well, no, exactly. I mean, who wants a guy that's completely free anyway? You got to worry about that guy. (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah. So what what did we say? What are we saying? Uh, Make a plan. Really research and know what things do cost. Really know what you love. These are not in any particular order. Think on about things that you might not need that, you know, would be sort of a, a knee jerk reaction to decorating your home. Oh, I have to have that. Well, maybe you don't mm-hmm. have to have that. Oh, the impulse. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, but, I, but know, I mean like, oh, yeah. I, ha- I have a bed, so I have to have a headboard. But, but do you have to have a headboard? Maybe you oh, can do yeah. some art there or you can do some wainscoting or you could just do something else where then all that money that you save from these other little places where you rethink it and you're more creative about it, then maybe you can pour that extra cash into the sofa that you absolutely love, into the marble countertops well, that's that true. you have to have. Right. And and I think what you're saying is right. I mean, I when I have a big project going on, I have a long list of things that I'm looking for. And uh, and then I'm you know, it's what you said. You've got to know the going price of each of the items so that when something comes up, you know, I have a particular order because I do like to do one room at a time. But if something shows up down on my list that's just an incredible deal and it's exactly what I was looking for, I'll go ahead and get it out of order. Uh, but for that to work, you've got to know the items that you need and you've got to know what's a really good price. So that's going to kind of keep you on track too and know how much you can spend every, you know, six months or two months or whatever. Right. And I mean, this this Google image search thing is just a brilliant idea to do that because it's kind of like you probably wouldn't put a roof on your house by getting one estimate. You'd probably at least get three, right? Right. So it's kind of the same idea and you could do it with any price point, but particularly Mm -hmm. the higher price point things in your house, uh, the things that are going to last longer, just don't say, oh, I go to the local granite place and just, you know, take it for their word of what it is, because maybe you drive 10 miles and it's completely different. And I, you know, I was thinking about what you said about your friend having these tiles ripped out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, it just made me so sad. No, it would. Right. And, and and not only the expense, but all the, your whole life gets cut. I'm sure it stressed her out because she lost, I mean, it's always a waste of money. You know, she paid for tiles twice. Of course. But you know, sometimes people just get talked into stuff too. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, oh, this will be great. And this goes with the whatever. And here, this is what you should pick. You're tired and you're overwhelmed and you just pick something resist that. Take the breather, 
just take some time, step back and really mm-hmm. look at how you want your and home to proceed. Don't be rushed. If you can avoid being rushed, that's going to keep you. That's when I see people making bad decisions when they're feeling rushed. They know deep down it's not the right thing, but someone's standing, tapping their foot in front of them saying, well, you need to decide today, you know, especially if it's a builder. Yeah. You know, they, when it gets to that point, you better know what's, you know, what's better have that item picked out. Uh, yeah, so definitely, um, I think some, so really what we're saying is do some planning, do some research so that you're making really wise decisions. Okay. So should we slide into our questions? I think so. You go ahead. Well, mm, this is a tough one. I'm having to get a new iPad case and, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of struggling with um, what to get, but I found a place where you can have a custom case made for your iPhone or your iPad, and it's called My Custom Case. And the cool thing about it is that they'll take your image or your photo and uh, create a case with it. Isn't that awesome? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so I'm checking into it. I'm looking at it. I can't decide, but that's... One of the things, because of course I can't just buy the the thing that thousand people have bought. So, what image would you pick? Like a people or? I don't know. It might be food. Oh yeah, food would be good. <laughs> Some macaroons or something. Oh, that'd I be don't good. Know. That'd I just be good. Uh, I haven't decided yet, but. But yeah, I mean, just everybody's got some beautiful photos of their family or of, you know, some picture they took on a trip. I think there'd be, you know, some a lot of things people could choose from. Oh, yeah. I think that's fun. Because you're going to put the yeah. link in the show notes so we can see. I am going to. How about you? What's your crush? Well, I've been doing so much gardening uh, recently. And so I've been thinking a lot about gardens and um, looking at gardening books. So I purchased a book recently, a Caroline Rome book, and she just absolutely, I mean, she does flowers so beautifully. And her garden is such a passion of hers. It's at home in the garden. It is, um, you know, all her books are beautiful and none of them really disappoint at all. Um, so she's really celebrating her gardens as outdoor living rooms in this book. Uh, she talks about how she chooses the plants and the flowers and the layouts and all that. And that's part of what I've been doing in my house too, trying to not only just have things grow, but really make the outdoor space uh, a space that we're using as a family and for just hanging out, but also for entertaining, which year, you know, I'm hoping that we spend a lot more time out there. So I got this book as inspiration. So I will put the that uh, link in the show notes. Okay, great. Now we have a listener question. I think this is going to be a fun one uh, because it's kind of on the heels of our episode where we talked about the China cabinet makeover possibilities, you know, from the ugly duckling to the beautiful swan China cabinets. Mm -hmm. And Sherry R. listened to that episode and she sent us an email and some photos of a cabinet, which she believed her husband said, or he believed it to be a pie cabinet. You know, she's calling it a small china cabinet. It's not so tall. It doesn't look like it's that wide. Not to uh, diss your husband at all, Sherry, but I don't think it's a pie cabinet because normally a pie cabinet wouldn't have glass doors. It would have like openings on the side for the steam and all of that for the pie to come out is as what I understand pie cabinets to be. You know, I'm not... 100% sure on that, but I don't think it's a pie cabinet, but neither here nor there as to what we may call it. It's a really nice 
sized, simple lined wooden cabinet with some glass doors on the front. And it looks like drawers and maybe a cabinet on the bottom. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Anita? What would you, and also I should say, Sherry sent us photos of the other side of her room, which Mm -hmm. is kind of like an open concept living room, dining room situation, which she's decorated really beautifully and Mm -hmm. um, light colored neutrals. um, And she did a really nice job. Yes. Well, uh, so I know she was thinking about painting it. I'm not sure I would paint it um, because the room has a lot of white in it. And uh, I know she was talking about the green, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's certainly one option, but I thought it was kind of nice to have some stained wood in the room. I uh, Now, when you look at the cabinet, you know, it's two doors and there's one shelf. So there's basically four sections for display. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you look at the cabinet. And I noticed each section had one item, which I like, but it was all kind of different things. So probably something I would suggest is that she go with all white ironstone in there. And I think that that would be a really pretty display and that might kind of give it a different look. But, uh, you know, I don't know if she's really wanting to paint it. I think she could. Oh, and then the other option is just to paint the back. Right. Yes. So I was thinking very much along the same lines as far as what would be inside of it. I would do uh, all white. Or if I decided to paint it, but then maybe she'd have to start a new collection. You know, you could do, because I think green is kind of, you know, her subtle accent color. Mm-hmm. You could do jadeite. You could do some green transferware. Oh, you could do oh something I love the like jadeite. That. Yeah, you could do something like that, right? I think I would keep it, if I was going to paint it, more of a greasy color because she's kind of got like this very oh, neutrally color going mm-hmm. on. Like maybe one that has like a green undertone, like a drabby green undertone somewhere. Could do the back in a pop green, like a, a deeper hue of that same. Or even like I was thinking maybe a green toile or a green wallpaper. Well, I love your idea of painting it gray and then painting the back with a, a, you know, a color, a different color or wallpaper. And then I, but I think it's distracting that there's four things and each one is different Mm -hmm. that's displayed in there. Like I'm not looking at the picture right now. So if you, are you looking at it? I am. Mm -hmm. I think one was ironstone, one was silver I yeah. don't know what the other two were, but so it doesn't, since if there were a bunch more cubby holes, I think it that would be fine. But with just the four, I feel like there needs more unity inside the cabinet. Right. So when we're saying the four, everybody, so it's a glass, two door glass cabinet and it's you know, cut in half inside by one shelf. So when you look at right. it from the front, it looks like there's four squares where you could put exactly. something. Like Hollywood yes. squares. <laughs> yes. Right. So four is not a lot. Right. So, you know, so the smaller the space is, the more you need to really kind of think about continuity, I think. I'm t- I totally agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if I was to paint it, Sherry, and if I did, even if I wouldn't do it white because your trim is white and it's just going to, f- you know, sort of fade into those two doors they have on either side. So I would mm-hmm. do it. I think I would do it some sort of greasy green into the green tones. And then if I did the back differently, I would then maybe just put one, like she's got one big white picture. Maybe I would get three more the same size, but maybe they're slightly different and just have them in there. So, you know, it's not too much going on if I had wallpaper behind it. If I painted a green, then maybe you could have more items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds good. And then I would change the knob. Or if you did the jadeite, some jadeite pulls. That'd be cool. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I love the other idea. If you didn't do white ironstone in there, I think some jadeite would be really pretty. Thanks for sending it in. It's a beautiful room. You did such a lovely job. Oh, yeah. Isn't it lovely? She really did a beautiful job. I hope other people are inspired to do things to their china cabinets uh, or pie cabinets or whatever kind of cabinet you have. I know. So thanks for hanging out with us. This was so much fun. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. 